Jason Kenney was in a good mood today, a court victory for the province of Alberta in its fight against the federal government's Impact Assessment Act. The Alberta Court of Appeal is siding with the province against the act, which allows Ottawa to consider the effects of new resource projects on a range of environmental and social issues, including climate change. The court found that the law is unconstitutional and a threat to the division of powers. Kenney says the court gave voice to what he's been clear saying all along. When that bill was introduced, we saw it for what it was, an unconstitutional attack on the key powers of our province, but really the entire concept and promise of the Canadian Federation. The Prime Minister was, um, needless to say, not in agreement. The Impact Assessment Act delivered on an important promise we made to Canadians to reform a broken system and restore public trust in how decisions about major projects are made. We will be appealing this decision. So a familiar fight here. Joining me now with more is Eric Adams. He's the Vice Dean and, and a Professor of Law at the University of Alberta. Eric, thank you so much for your time tonight. My pleasure. Uh, Jason Kenny sounded awfully jubilant today. Is that warranted? Well, I think so. I mean, he's uh, hasn't often uh, won taking his constitutional issues to court, but uh, this morning uh, the Alberta Court of Appeals certainly delivered the judgment he was hoping for. It's a it's a good old fashioned Canadian uh, jurisdictional bun fight. We've got uh, provinces saying that the feds are invading their turf, and uh, the federal parliament saying when it comes to the environment, there has to be some federal jurisdiction even over local projects. So. This uh, next uh, fight moves on to the uh, next stage of the the battle, which will be the Supreme Court of Canada. Yeah, I grew up in Quebec, so I know all about jurisdictional bun fights, uh, many of them there. Um, Alberta had called this a Trojan horse. Did the Court of Appeal give reason to or at least agree with them there? Uh, a majority did. It's, it was a 4-1 decision, so there's a dissent, but uh, three of the judges who wrote uh, a, an opinion picked up on that metaphor, and it's it's one that was actually recycled from the the carbon litigation, the carbon tax litigation about a year and a half ago. And here, the the, the provincial government is arguing that uh, look, uh, under the guise of environmental assessment, uh, the federal government is uh, coming in, but actually, there's a whole bunch of uh, federal officials uh, loaded into that Trojan horse, and they're going to uh, climb all over every aspect of uh, provincial economic life. And that's just not something that the division of powers uh, allows the federal government to do. Uh, a majority of the Alberta Court of Appeal uh, liked that argument, repeated that argument, and certainly uh, they were of the view that the federal uh, parliament had gone too far in passing legislation that uh, gave the federal uh, government a, a toehold in uh, environmental assessments over all kinds of uh, projects which might have environmental uh, impacts. What was the fight about here at its base? I mean, jurisdictional, obviously, but there was some politics involved here as well, obviously. Um, what was What is Alberta, and, and there's some other provinces on board as well, uh, but clearly this is a pushback against Ottawa on, on this issue specifically. Well, there's no question uh, that it's hard to pull apart politics from uh, law in uh, in constitutional matters, and probably especially so when we're dealing with environmental matters. And, and, and really, in some ways, this is a gift from the 19th century, because when 
Canada was founded in 1867, uh, and the smart minds of the country got around the table to divide up powers in 1864, nobody had the environment in their mind as a jurisdiction that might uh, require specific kinds of legislation. They obviously had no capacity to imagine the 21st century and climate change. And so what you had was then for the next 160 years, we've been dealing with a constitution that doesn't say anything about where the jurisdiction to pass environmental legislation falls. Uh, The Supreme Court of Canada has said for about the past 40 years or so, look, this is a shared area of jurisdiction. The environment is neither a provincial matter nor a federal matter. It's an everything matter. Uh, Either level of government can pass laws in relation to environmental matters as long as they're acting within their constitutional spheres of jurisdiction. Well, you can imagine when you have a kind of vague idea of what counts as environmental and when you have no specific constitutional rules of the game, you end up with provinces and the federal government both saying, well, from our perspective, this is uh, our jurisdiction. And uh, it it engenders uh, a lot of fights and and probably more so in in an era in which the federal government is looking to clamp down a little bit on environmental assessments and really tighten the screws on the uh, impacts that uh, many industrial projects uh, previously got away with without uh, government regulation. And now in a world of climate change, you've got the federal government saying, well, maybe we need to step in. This now, I gather, goes to the Supreme Court. Um, traditionally, where has the Supreme Court fallen on the, you've, you mentioned already, it sees the jurisdiction as being shared. Um, recently, it, it fell, I guess, on the federal side, uh, on the previous argument, the one you mentioned earlier. Uh, is that, do you suspect that might be where they're headed again on this one? Well, we're, uh, is, is this sad for your listeners to hear that we're all on the edge of our seats about this? Uh, uh, there's a bunch of constitutional lawyers that like this stuff. And so um, it's a little bit hard to forecast. I think, I think, you know, the court itself, the Supreme Court, is, uh, is a divided one with different views among different judges. So it's not altogether clear that they are a slam dunk for the federal government. It's not a, uh, necessarily a, a, a court that will lean towards uh, necessary centralization. That was the argument that won the day in the carbon tax uh, uh, litigation. And of course, the Alberta Court of Appeal there had a very similar judgment that said, this is absolutely outrageous, unconstitutional legislation. Supreme Court of Canada said, actually, it's fully constitutional. Could that happen again? Yeah, I think it could. Um, but we'll have to see where the lines are, are drawn. And it may be that there's a stronger set of arguments that uh, that Parliament has gone, uh, overstepped its bounds in, in some aspects of this of this legislation. So history may not repeat itself. Yesterday, the Court of Appeal referred to a wrecking ball to the constitutional rights of the citizens of Alberta and Saskatchewan. What happens in the interim? Well, that's an interesting question because, um, again, this is a little bit technical, but uh, this was a reference case as opposed to a true constitutional uh, challenge. So what the Alberta government did, and it's, it's a very common feature of Canadian law, the, the uh, provincial government asked for the court's opinion. And so the court gave its opinion. That's a unique feature of Canadian constitutional law and politics. A lot of other countries don't even allow that sort of thing to happen. And when the court gives its opinion, 
in a reference case. It actually is not legally binding. It was There was no real legal issue before it. It just got, got asked its opinion, and it shared its opinion. So we know, number one, the federal government will appeal this opinion, and now the Supreme Court will give their opinion in this reference case. But the uh, Minister of the Environment in Alberta said today, well, that means, you know, this, this judgment is binding. The act has no force or effect in Alberta. That's simply not the case. The uh, Alberta Court of Appeal gave its opinion, but it, it actually, although, of course, it carries some weight, um, it carries no actual legal effect, and it won't until uh, a higher court decides that it's uh, unconstitutional or uh, the federal government uh, amends the legislation. Well, when you combine jurisdictional arguments, the environment, climate change, Jason Kenney, Justin Trudeau, constitutional lawyers, uh, this sounds like an exciting one to look forward to, or at least to see what happens. When might it go before this? How long before we might see a decision? I think uh, probably you're looking at uh, six or seven months before uh, you get to the Supreme Court, and then another six or seven months for them to render their decisions. So I don't want anybody holding their breath uh, because uh, you need oxygen to live, and uh, you got to buckle up for a long, drawn-out battle. That's what this is going to take. Eric Adams, thank you so much for your time tonight. Go Oilers! (laughs) Absolutely. 911.